Welcome once again to the Watch for the Hook Business Entrepreneur Podcast. It's Michael with her. Tatiana. You are now once again on Watch for the Hook Wednesdays. Parker, how you feeling today? I'm actually good. Ready and, to talk. Hey, that's what's up. So we finna jump <laughs> right into it. So Ms. Parker, today we're going to talk about why trying to support a black business is the right thing to do. Okay. So it's a thing. No, it's, it's, it's technically, oh, it never should have been a thing. It yeah. just always should have been. It should have Always should have been. It just been. Yeah, I've not been. Not it is a thing, but it should have been. We always should have been doing this. And not saying that most of us have not been doing right. this. Right. But history has showed us we've been on the short side of the stick. Yeah, we typically get the short end of the stick. Unfortunately, it's by design. You know. That's true. You know, true. you know, it's crazy. You know, people don't even realize the lie about Freedman's Bank, which was the first black-owned bank after slavery. You know, they had a lie to tell them in history books that Freedman's Bank made bad investments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, it wasn't no Wall Street in the 1800s. Just to let y'all know. So, um, it's hard to invest in something that didn't exist. Mm, yeah, that's true. Maybe they had some alternative form of investing. I don't know. But we're going to talk about our topic. Yeah, our topic is now I'm going to be Googling that. Okay. It's it's <laughs> always okay to try black business. And when we say try, so. Try and support. Try to support. Yeah. And when we think about that, we say, well, why should that be a thing? The issue is it should never have, like I said, been a thing. It should be something we always have done. Because history shows us when they invaded our neighborhoods. In the in the nineteen eighties, so I'm gonna say in the nineteen eighties and mid eighties, you started seeing foreign domestic stores in black neighborhoods. Oh yeah. So who did they replace? I mean, if if you had counterparts coming into your neighborhood, they were replacing you. Exactly. That's it. They replaced us. You and. That shit was by design. We've noticed, if you anybody's paid attention over the years, how the government and other entities have flooded the African American neighborhoods with everything that is not African American on. Yeah, that's true. But even with us, the whole premise of this episode is about supporting or trying to support black business. And it kind of spun from the fact that I have friends and I have one in particular that whenever it comes to a black establishment, there's always, to me, it seems like more questions, more concerns. And I'm like, well, why not? But then she will, will counter me saying or questioning why not with, well, why should I? Because typically this is what I get. This is what usually happens. And I'm like, okay, you're talking to A, your friend, that's B, also a fellow, you know, a, a minority business owner. Like, that's not cool. Oh, it's not. Like, it's almost like throughout history, we've still been denigrated. 
it's like our products ain't good enough. Like our yeah. services ain't good enough. Like what we're doing isn't good enough. Or, or, and, and I've heard my friends say this before. It's probably fake. I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious? So show me somewhere where there's real cotton being made and then there's fake cotton being made. Because if there's <laughs> fake cotton being made, I'm going to need to invest in that. Fake polyester. <laughs> fake fabrics. I want to invest in that because I mean, with global warming, the damn crops going to die. I mean, at the rate we're going, we've always discussed that luxury equates to price. Yeah, it does. And also legitimacy. That too. Former episodes, y'all should go check those out. It's almost to the point that, like we said, you keep having to fight upward. Yeah. With your own people. Yeah. When they will go buy anything and everybody else. Like, let's just say you can go to a local uh, mech bank thing thing. <laughs> and they can screw your hamburger. Right. two times. You're going to go back. You're going to go back because it's cheap and accessible. But if you went to the black owned establishment and let's just say it took five minutes too long. I'm never going there. I'm yeah. never going there. And that's exactly what I was about to say. When you go to McWaffle Hop and they mess your burger up, they forget the patty because God forbid that has happened to us. Got home and they left the whole patty out. We had two pieces of bread, no special sauce, no patty notes. We had special sauce, cheese, lettuce, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. There was no meat. Okay. But so what do back. you what do you do? You say I'm not going to that one anymore. Yeah, that's what you say. Family. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the one in this area or off of this road because this area is a nice area, or that road's closer to this main intersection. Yeah, and another another reason that we talk about this type of topic is because me and Tatiana, Tatiana's grandfather, Uncle George, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa, you know, called him here, Uncle. Well, you know, I'm trying to make sure I get the names right. Because in my generation, he'd be because we're close enough. Yeah. Papa George (laughs) was a black business owner. He was. Papa George was actually doing the same thing you help doing now. Yeah. He honestly, and I didn't, I didn't realize what he was doing then. And if you pass by, because. My grandparents own the buildings, right? We like to own shit. Own the ship. We like to own shit. So they own the buildings and his um the what what's the 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 stuff the paint on the windows. I'm gonna say paint. I can't think of what the word they actually call it. Just call it design. Yeah, the yeah. stuff on the window. He was a graphic designer. He was a graphic artist. He was a screen printer. And I now can remember him saying, why is it that your own people will question whether your products are real or not? And for the life of me, it did not make sense then. But you got to understand, that was like a lot of years ago. I'm not going to date myself. Don't date yourself. (laughs) But but Papa George was a visionary. He was. And he was also dealing with the same things that a lot of us deal with now. Like... My fabric and X fabulous designer's fabric is coming from the same place. If you've been watching the news lately, it's probably come from the same sweatshop that the U.S. government tried not to fool with no more because they tried to shut these some bitches down. 
it's crazy. Like, 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 you know, again, my friend will be like, yeah, you know, this restaurant is, is this type of establishment. I got a, I got a secondary reservation book at some chain restaurant because you're, you're afraid that your reservation is going to be lost. Your wait time is going to be too long. Your food's not going to be drink. Your cocktails are going to be made improperly. Like, what is it? I don't, I don't get it. And then when you say that to me, who is a minority small business owner, I'm looking at you like, do you hear what you sound like? Well, she chose that restaurant. But do Am you, I correct? Yeah. Okay. But you, do you realize you're talking to me? So the same way you are bashing other minority small business owners, you're essentially grouping me in that same, that same. You are guilty by association. And it's like, can think a you recognize what you're saying and b you realize that you're saying it to someone of likeness does that make sense no 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 you you hit the nail right on the head like you talking shit about me to me one of the things history has always told us all you gotta do is turn them against their own kind they'll do the rest of the work that's for your history buffs but I mean, I don't say anything to her. I don't bring it up. I don't go say, hey, no. when you're trashing this business because of a, a, a race or a race idea concept, you're essentially trashing us all. Don't do that. It's wild. Ain't it? Do not do that. It's wild because you're sitting there thinking like, but you're my friend, right? Right. You're my close friend. Very you're close. You're my friend friend. Right, 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 right. Friend friend. You know, it's it's crazy because even like you had Papa George. I grew up on the north side. And and by the way, my wife is from Brinkley, Arkansas. So that area that she's talking about is a predominantly small black town. Yeah, it's the Delta. In eastern Arkansas. Yes, absolutely the Delta. So I'm originally from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. I grew up on the north side of Pine Bluff. I grew up so close to the University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, my alma mater. I could throw a rock and hit the administration building from my house. In my neighborhood <laughs> that I grew up in, uh, Mr. Geiger had a black-owned gas station. Uh, Mr. Clemens had a black-owned beauty and barbershop. Um, one of my partners down there, he was like my brother growing up, his mom, Olivia, had a black daycare. Yeah. And to sit there name three. Three, three businesses yeah. within 40 yards of my house. Yeah. My wife go to me every homecoming. How many of the businesses still there? None. That's what happens. And that doesn't mean businesses will not rise and fall. I didn't say fail. Yeah. I said fall. Yeah. They they all uh Mr. Geiger got out of business. Uh, you may you may age out. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Mr. Clemens aged out, Olivia aged out. Property was bought by some other people. Businesses were not like only anymore. Okay, and this, this, nobody's not speaking to that. Uh, in a in a derogatory fashion, I'm just simply I'm I'm trying to to understand why is it that if you feel like you place an order, and this is hypothetical, this is just my perception and opinion. It's very personal. Got my personal cap on. Oh, edit. <laughs> if you feel like if you place a, an order. Would at www.watchforthehook.com who has free shipping 
And nine times out of ten, you you will not incur any taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So if you feel like if I go to that site and I place an order, I'm gonna get a diminished quality of product, a product that is going to shrink, that is going to fade, that threads are going to pop out. It's gonna be super delayed in me receiving, right? You feeling like that off the top of your head, but you feel like if you go to, let's say, a big old huge conglomerate like Walmart and I'll place an order, when they sit up there and tell you after you've paid for an item that is oops out of stock, or they sub that shit out for you, because they will do it. <laughs> they sub it out for you and they ch- evil laugh. Oh. And they charge you taxes and they charge you shipping. You will take that and be oh well. <laughs> you'll be okay with that. You'll say that's how business flows. Or you'll be like, well, you know, it's probably okay. This product should be good. If I send you something delayed, bad product, you're gonna have so much crap to talk. And you're not gonna speak just about my business and my products, you're going to group it and speak to the masses. So that's why I don't fool with black on business. That's what I was about to say. That is exactly what I was about to say. Because at that point, it won't be about just me. It's going to be about any and every single small business, minority-owned business on this side of the world. Oh, you know, but Walmart, it's going to be just about Walmart and it's going to be okay because it was Walmart. I can just take it back to customer service. Exactly. Even though we still got customer service reps too, which is me and her. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. We need something, a uh, return to fix. You know, we, we can't Hello. About, you we, take care uh, of that too. Fortunately, yeah. I've not had an issue yet. Oh, not because we gravy, we gravy, baby. We not gonna work because we QC everything. Gravy, baby, gravy. But that's my heartburn. That you have one. I'm gonna say bad experience because let's let's keep it real. Your attitude walking through the door was worse than the bad experience you may or may not receive. And we also gotta understand, and this is the double edged source for black owned businesses. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. You don't. You don't. But when Walmart made a bad first impression, you kept taking your ass back there. Because they needed the other 97,000 items that Walmart But you go to a small business and you have a bad experience. Now, you're never going to go back. But you're also going to tell everybody why you're not going back and you're going to try to sway them as to why they should, A, either never go or B, never go back. And then that's one of the things where we talked about in the earlier episode, customer service is key. If for a black-owned business something bad went for a customer, you would hope that that customer will reach out to you. Yes. You could try to rectify the situation. Yes. Instead of um, running to probably social media or their friends or family. That's the main thing you hope if a customer does not have a good, proper experience with you. That you would be like, hey, I'm sorry. We're so sorry that this did not work out for you. What we'll do is offer you 
whatever we need to do to make the situation right to do to to fix it and hopefully not lose you right as a potential keep going forward returning customer because the goal is to make you a returning customer exactly Thank you for all our returning customers. We have them and we appreciate it. Appreciate y'all, especially for my home for watch with them. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But I don't know. I just, I feel some type of way about that because it really just annoys me. It absolutely annoys me that that perception is out there. What was the first line I told you when we uh, went to business? Welcome to the bread aisle. Somebody didn't like your bread. Problem is, you still got more loads right. on the shelf, and that to me, that's that's not even the issue. It's it's being grouped, or 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 again, it goes back to like, like, do you even realize what you're saying and who you're saying it to? Like that, probably not. That's just awful. And honestly, five years ago. I probably would not have felt this way. But when you're on the opposite side of the fence, you see it differently. You're like, wait a minute. wait!" And I go around bashing businesses. Because you're busting your ass to make yours work. Right. And you also know there's a machine that's not in your favor. There's also a machine that works in somebody else's favor. Multiple machines. Right. And you also aren't granted some of the same assistance. To uh funds, to uh grants, right? To uh advertising, to even like this, even social media, even sponsorships. You know, it's hard for us to get people to look at us that look like. Us. Yeah, it is. It is. It's almost like, are you moving the goalpost? And 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 back to the friend with the janky comments. Are you holding? Me, us, they, them, the small minority business owners to a different standard, then you're holding other people, other businesses. Are you doing that? And let me tell you this if you are, that's not fair. That is not fair. My good my good experience shouldn't be spoiled because you had a bad experience somewhere else. But let's keep it real. Was your experience at that other business really bad or does it go back to you holding these small businesses to a different standard? Goes back to prejudice. Right. Not racist. Right. There's a difference. There's a difference. Black folks cannot be racist. (laughs) That's a fact. Look up the word racism. Black folks ain't nowhere near that. But are you holding us to a prejudice? To a different standard. Yes. Do you have a different box of criteria that you are checking? Because if you are, that's not right. That's not a quality assurance method. That's not quality control. You can't do that. That ain't even a damn science experiment. It's just unfair. unfair. There's controls and variables. What are we doing? Yep, it's unfair. And it's just, it's not right. Yeah. It's, and I just I just kind of had to get that off my chest because this is happening. It's absolutely happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it needs to stop. I got you, Ms. Parker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I appreciate your honesty. That's just what more of the world needs. Me, real, true honesty. Because we also know Flash goes a certain way 
propaganda goes a certain way, but the truth should go just as far. It should. Exactly. So, Miss Parker, with your heartfelt message tonight, <laughs> I'm going to let you take us out of here because, child, I am enjoying this. I be ranting and raving. So this is all I really have to say. Like, when you're creating these standards, the list of criteria, you need to make it, you know, across the board. It needs to be equal across the board. Seriously. Um, you can't really, there's no comparison and contrast um, if it's not a level playing field. And if you, you're already deeming a business um, like invalid or just incompetent, incapable, any of that, you're already, you know, coming off negative. They're already defeated. Don't do that. Because you're not doing that when you're out here popping these tags with these other designers and everybody's cotton is coming out the same type of plant, out the same type of field. Like, seriously. Leather still leather. Cut it out. Seriously, cut it out. So do some research on that before you start, you know, deeming businesses an A, A plus, B, C, whatever you want to do. Make the playing field level because that shit's annoying. I'm hey. done. We'll catch y'all next time.